Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. What a night against the Columbus Blue Jackets Wednesday night was for the Calgary Flames. What on earth is going on with this offense? A franchise record of 62 shots on goal and a sweet six-goal shutout for Jacob Markstrom. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Flames. I'm Jess Belmosto, your host of the only daily Calgary Flames podcast. Uh, Just for those of you who don't know me, I am in charge of PR over with the Metropolitan Riveters, and I do a lot of writing about hockey as well. If you are new here, hello. Thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube. Also, uh, it's free, but I'm wearing uh, these blue light filtering glasses because I have horrible headaches when I'm looking at my screen all day. (laughs) And um, if the glare is too much... For those watching on YouTube, please let me know and I will uh, make some adjustments. But the Flames leave their offensive struggles behind and are now outscoring their last two opponents 13 to 1. Oh my God. I did not expect the game against the Blue Jackets to go the way that it did. If you listened to the episode where I had Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets on, you would know that we both predicted it to end up going to overtime and being like a 4-3-3-2 game. But Markstrom earned his sixth shutout of the season last night. And I just cannot get over the way that this team is starting off the year. You know, they're turning, well, you know, I should say the second half of the first month of the year because eh, the first week of January was not pretty to this team. (laughs) But Backlund snapped his drought. He had not scored since November 21st in Boston, and he opened the scoring up in Columbus. Andrew Mangiapane, who I had talked about on the show yesterday as being one of my players to watch uh, ended up setting a new career high goal uh, goal for the season goal. I can't (laughs) get that sentence out. Uh, He's sitting pretty at 19. And if you go back and listen to yesterday's episode, you'd know that I had talked about the, the whole second line being my player to watch because I felt like they needed to get their offensive momentum going again. And then Coleman had an assist on the first goal from Backland. And then Mangiapani had his uh, his goal. And they just, they looked great. And I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I fell asleep during the first intermission because your girl is tired. <laughs> so, you know, that was the last East Coast start of the season and I don't know what I've gotten myself into this one with this (laughs) with this team but Matthew Kachuk also had two goals two more goals this kid can't be stopped Johnny Gaudreau had a three-point night 
what more could you possibly ask for when it comes from this team? They have been just turning it up a notch and like, not to like be corny, but they have been on fire. Like you cannot ask for more from your offense when it comes to these last two games. And even the game last week against the Oilers, they lost. They still scored three goals. And then the game before that, they scored five. So, you know, it's pretty apparent that uh, they they can shoot and score. Um, But I think that they still need to work on generating those scoring chances because there are going to be nights like (laughs) against Edmonton where you are uh, struggling and you need to kind of let your team do what they do best and trust your gut. You can't fall into this habit of, okay, uh, they scored. I have to take a back seat and like you lose your momentum. That is where this team tends to struggle, but I'm hopeful that we've kind of gotten over that hump and we can move forward and past that because we, we don't really have a choice anymore. We, we don't, we need to just be, be big boys and start to (laughs) uh, not let them steal our thunder. But coming up next, we are going to talk more about Jacob Markstrom and is there something going on? Uh, A noted analyst, JJ from the barn burner podcast had some interesting insight to some of his behaviors last night. And I think it's uh, time that we kind of dissect them. But first, let's talk about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG is your home for online sports betting and the perfect place for you to place your bets when it comes to the Calgary Flames. And uh, they have a newly, freshly designed website that you can check out on your phone or your computer. They have everything you need to know when it comes to placing your bets for uh, your games, your players, your awards. Uh, they have politics in there as well as reality TV. I love reality TV. Like there is nothing that makes me happier than a good old fashioned like binge watch of 90 Day Fiance. And of course, down to your favorite Vegas casino games. So head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up for that free account. Make your first deposit, and of course. Use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Locked On Flames continues. Thanks for following along and make sure that you are following me on Twitter. And um, I just flashed it across the screen here on YouTube. So it'll be up for the remainder of the show as well. In case you need a reminder, it's J-E-S-S-B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O. Jacob Markstrom. He was giving me all sorts of anxiety last night when he was leaving the crease. And I noticed he started doing this in uh, back in Calgary as well when he when the Blues were in town. And I, I, he gives me heart palpitations. I already have a heart palpitation. But when he does these things that are out of character for him, it gets worse, okay? It, get, it gets bad. Guess real bad, real quick. And JJ, uh, like I mentioned from the Barn Burner podcast, said that this is something he does. Not JJ, but JM, Jacob Markstrom, does when he is tired or he's injured. And I, 
was very, um, I don't want to say, per- I feel like perplexed and taken aback were are the wrong words, but maybe a little bit surprised when JJ pointed that out because I, goalies and like athletes in general are creatures of habit. You know, they get up at 5 a.m., they eat their oatmeal, go for their run, do their workout, blah, blah, blah. And they have their game day rituals as well, and obviously how they perform in a game, especially goalies, because they know their crease is their home. And I just, I wonder if it's his back injury flaring up again, or if he's just tired and has struggled uh, with load management because Vladar hasn't played since the seventh, so literally 20 days, and that was the loss to Carolina. I wonder if it's the same issue as last year where he is struggling with load management because of an unreliable backup goaltender. And right now, Vladar has a 9.1 save percentage and a goals against average of 2.73. So I really do wonder if... uh, Marky is tired. I wonder if there is something, you know, with the condensed schedule now, because they have, they've had to do plenty of shuffling, if it's starting to get to him. And that's not really a good sign, considering we haven't even hit the all-star break yet. So do the Flames have a cause for concern on their hands? And you know that Markstrom is not going to outright say, I need a break. And when this team is trying to rack up all the points that they can against competitive teams, it's a little bit concerning. And I, I'm almost positive that Vladar will be starting the second half of this back-to-back tonight. It only makes sense to have Markstrom go uh, three games in a row and like three games in four days. That's a, that's a lot, I think for any goaltender, but especially Markstrom who has struggled with load management issues in the past. I'm, I, I don't want to say that he's definitely injured because like JJ pointed out, it happens when he's tired and injured. It's not, you know, it's one or the other. It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, he's injured and tired, but it would make sense if he's tired because at the same time, I don't think an injured player could be making the killer saves that he's making on the consistent basis (laughs) that he's doing it. And I am very interested to see how they split up the uh, load management as the season rolls on. Will they maybe bench Vladar for a little bit and... Uh, sorry, bench Markstrom and give Vladar some of the easier opponents, like what when they play teams like Arizona or uh, you know Ottawa or things like that. You know, I'm I'm interested to see what Sutter has up his sleeves because I'm not sure how many more games they play against like Seattle or Vancouver, but I could see Vladar getting starts in games like that. You know, um, I, I think that those are games that you can have Marky relaxing. I don't think that it's, uh, you know, a, a giant red flag just yet. Uh, hopefully the All-Star break, which is next week. 
my God, is going to do him some good. Hopefully, if he's going on vacation, he can relax um, and not have to worry <laughs> about his game for a little bit. I mean, I know when I'm on vacation, the last thing I want to be worrying about is work. So we will have to see where things go in that aspect because I just, I don't want Markstrom to be burnt out on January 27th before the All-Star break, before the Flames have really secured a playoff spot. You know, I think that things are going to be shaking out over these next few weeks, especially as we roll through February. <sighs> oh, what could have been with the Olympic break? Oh, what could have been? But, you know, we will just have to keep working through that. And obviously, there's a bigger issue at hand there in terms of injury management and how we've seen players uh, just kind of become a pawn in a business. And uh, I really don't want to get into it because I don't think that it's necessary because I'm 99% sure that the Calgary Flames medical team is one of the best in the leagues and the ownership in this aspect of it takes pride in their doctors and medical staff. So I, I'm sure he's fine and he's not just injecting Toradol before games and things like that. But hope I'm hoping that tonight he gets his rest and, uh, you know, I'm sure they have like hot tubs or something. I don't even know what's wrong with him. I'm just assuming it's his back. You know what makes a great heated blank or what makes a great heating pad? This is just a complete side note. A heated blanket. If you have like back pains or like you shovel your driveway and your entire body is sore, lay your heated blanket down like th over the bed and lay on top of it. Oh, there is nothing like that. <laughs> I swear it is wonderful. And, you know, maybe that's what Jacob Markstrom needs is just a $30 uh, heated blanket and that will solve all of his problems so that's just something to keep an eye on moving forward you know it, did anybody else notice that he was leaving the crease a lot and I thought at first it was just me being anxious but then everyone else was tweeting get back in the crease so help me god <laughs> and coming up next we are going to talk about three things the flames absolutely need to do against the St. Louis Blues in order to have a successful game. Thanks for tuning into Locked on Flames and make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. It is very easy to look at Tuesday night's game and say, or Monday night's game rather, and say the Flames can repeat this. The Flames should not be repeating seven goal games, okay? They should not. Um, <laughs> if they are, that is a cause for concern because something is going wrong on the other team. And thank you very much for those two points, St. Louis. But I, I want to watch like a little bit of a competitive game. And I expect tonight to be that against, you know, against St. Louis in St. Louis, Matthew Kachuk's hometown. I'm sure Keith and Chantel are there and, um, and probably not Taryn. Taryn's probably back at, at school. But, you know, 
I think that they just need to play a good 60-minute game. I don't think it needs to be one where the intensity has to be turned up to like 150% through the entire 60 minutes in order to win. I think that they just need to get comfortable in that first 10 minutes of uh, the game and set the, set the pace and set the tone for the game and just keep that momentum going. I certainly expect St. Louis to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder because no one wants to lose seven to one. No one wants to lose like that. And then to be chirped at by the Flames Twitter account, you know, you got, yeah, you know, these bruised egos, you know, not always fun in hockey, but the Flames need to play clean hockey because the the Oilers, the Blues penalty kill or power play, rather, power play is ranked like second in the league. So, you know, they <laughs> don't do not give them the man advantage. I swear to God, do not give them their man advantage. That will not end well for the Flames. And most of St. Louis's goals were coming on uh, when they took dumb penalties or were just coming back from taking dumb penalties. Eat that up. Make them take those penalties. Are you kidding me? Just do it. Play like play down to their level in that aspect where they're going to you know, try to make you take them, but be like, no, 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 I'm taking them. And I think that because this is the second half of a back-to-back, I would be... Uh, <laughs> I-, I would be shocked if they have a lot of energy going into tonight. I just would. It's the second half of a back-to-back. And I I want them to play a smooth three periods of hockey. But you know what? If we get two and a half periods out of them, I will be happy. And this is just one of those games where you have to manage your expectations. And especially with how good Zadorov and Good Branson have been playing like um Good Branson had a goal the other night like we can only we can only take so much okay but it's going to come at a cost and if you lose to St. Louis in St. Louis that's fine like I I don't want us to get comfortable with losses <laughs> especially for a team that plays so well on the road but I do have to wonder. Uh, (laughs) you know, if it's going to be one of those games where they're going to crap the bed after 20 minutes or after 40 minutes, or if they'll even show up, I think that they will show up. I think we can obviously, you know, expect good games from Kachuk and Gaudreau. I think they're both riding incredible highs right now, but I I just want... (laughs) everyone to kind of understand that this is where the team's at. Like, this is the second half of a back-to-back. Third game in four days. It's okay to lose. And, you know, obviously don't make it a habit. But, again, as Gabby Hanna once said, manage your expectations. And I need to manage my expectation with this because I think that I'm, I'm a little too hard on the defense sometimes. But the defense needs to be present and aware. I still think St. Louis is going to come out guns a-blazing. They have something to prove against Calgary. Calgary does not. 
Um, I, I think that Calgary is going to live rent free in St. Louis's head for a very long time. And especially after being humiliated like that and humiliating their coach um, to putting his mask on because he kept taking it down. And I am pretty sure someone from the flames organization had finally said like, dude, put it up like this. This is a rule. <laughs> so I will be interested to see how that goes. I think the flames, you know, are just going to ride this one out. I don't think that this is necessarily going to be an intense playoff atmosphere game solely because it is the second half of a back-to-back. -back. I could be, I, this is one of the times where I hope I'm wrong. This is one of the times where I hope I'm wrong. And we'll talk obviously more tomorrow about, um, you know, the outcome of this game and how I hope I'm wrong and that the Flames win. But there's only so much I can do in terms of predicting especially <laughs> when this team is giving you all sorts of crazy energy and vibes. But, you know, tune into tomorrow's show for the uh, post-game reaction. And, of course, winners and losers of the week. It's Friday. We're going to wrap up one heck of a week. And what did I tell y'all? I told you that once the Flames start playing on a consistent schedule, you will see them succeed. I was right, and I hope I'm even more right tomorrow. So, again, thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames, and I will catch you tomorrow for our winners and losers of the week. Bye-bye.